is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Catholic Review Radio is a weekly radio program and podcast hosted by Catholic Review Media, the news operation of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic partners for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to our listeners each week. Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolan. I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed today. The topic is Monsignor Art Valenzano Still Inspires. Monsignor Art Valenzano Still Inspires. This is the eighth anniversary of his passing, September 8th, and I have one of his colleagues and friends, uh, Paul Gallagher, with me today. Paul Gallagher is the Director of Faith Formation for Sacred Heart Glendon, and so a special welcome to you today, Paul. Thanks, Father. It's good to be with you talking about our good friend. Yeah, what a great, great blessing. So it's been eight years since his passing and just so beloved by so many. Paul, why don't you start with just saying, how did you first get connected with Monsignor Art? So, Father, I had the great blessing of working at St. John's for almost 15 years with Monsignor Art as his director of religious education. And from the first time I met him, I knew that I wanted to work with him. And I I didn't think that it would last as long as it did, but it did. And one of the things that, as I was thinking about this call today, is just some adjectives that I would affix to Monsignor Art, and not only me, but probably countless other people. But I had the blessing to see it over this course of time. And one of the things about Monsignor Art, he was very consistent. It just, you know, in in his authenticity of the Mm -hmm. way he lived his faith and then presented the faith to his parishioners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he just, he had a a presence about him that just, he just, he was warm, he was, he was humble. Maybe share with you just your experience of someone who was, worked closely with him. Share with me some stories, things that maybe you might have only experienced. Well, one thing that I could say for sure is his prayerful nature to be together with him in prayer in our adoration chapel which he began perpetual adoration at saint john's and sometimes i would jump into the chapel and he happened to have jumped in five minutes before me and Mm -hmm. there we were together before the lord and never anything said between the two of us but again that example of this desire to be close to the Lord in in the Eucharist was something that I, I just, it still touches me today, and mm-hmm. that beautiful witness that he provided. And he was actually, I remember as someone who lived in the rectory with him at St. John's of Westminster, I think what time he did like the 5.30 holy hour, 5.30 to 6.30 or somewhere around there every morning. He was there faithfully just praying and start early in the day, drawing strength and love from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then you would see him uh, late at night before he ended his day. He would stop Mm -hmm. by that adoration chapel. You know, again, that striking me right now as I'm talking to you is his absolute love of the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. And whether he was celebrating Mass and you could see it, or in the Adoration Chapel, you could feel it. It was He was probably one of the most Eucharist-centered persons I've ever encountered. 
That's right. And he was one of these just very down to earth with everybody. And again, loved the Orioles, loved to go play golf with Monsignor Tuas and, and others. And he was very much, he, he was a reader. He was always reading and reading biographies and he would talk about something that he just read. And But he loved the Lord. It helped others love them more. Tell me about the famous just rosary walks around campus. What was your experience of that? Well, like we were saying before about his prayerful nature, um, he was always out and about. And I think sometimes he loved to get out of the rectory or the parish center. And Mm -hmm, all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I would see him walking on the the school parking lot or the church parking lot. And I, I think that Always praying the rosary. Rosary was always visible in his hand. And I think he never said this to me, but I'm sure those situations that we know as the pastor of a very large parish with a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. going on, he was praying for those situations that people had brought to him. And and, mm-hmm. and and praying for people who are sick, praying for people who are getting married or coming into the church or, you know, maybe marital problems. But he was mm-hmm. always praying. Mm-hmm. Kind of like St. Paul, pray without ceasing, I think. That's right. And I like that as an example just for anyone. It's just like whatever going through and whatever we experience today, it's like take it to the Lord and, and ask for Our Lady's intercession. And that, that model of, yeah, him just going on those, Rosary walks around campus, kind of wrapping the whole campus in prayer. In prayer. Do you remember one of his one of his comments that he made? Uh, oh gosh, throughout my time with him, and uh, but I heard him say it so many times. Is as a reminder to me and to others, prayer changes things. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I think he he lived that. Mm-hmm. I remember telling the story of he was with someone who was dying. And someone we both know pretty well. And I heard the story secondhand. It was before I got there. And he said the words, just let us pray. And I think his next words were, because that's that's the only thing we can do right now. Mm. And it was so comforting and consoling of just, we're putting everything in the Lord's hands. And sometimes things were completely out of our hands. And just uh, amazing. He was humble. Humble, yes, absolutely. And let me just tack on something that goes in with what you were just saying about prayer, what I would also say is that he provided an incredible witness both when he was healthy and when he was sick. Mm -hmm. And I I believe that to me, I can remember meetings where we were both there together and I knew he was in tremendous pain and Mm -hmm. no one else around the table was aware of it. Oh, wow. And he was just lifting that up to the people probably for the people around the table. And and, and again, just to, to me, I, as you were saying before, I am blessed with many glimpses of Monsignor Art over many years. And we could, this could be a week-long radio show uh, <laughs> right. just talking about all of them. And the same for you as well, having mm-hmm. lived with him. It, it's just, but there was a, again, I'm mentioning authenticity that existed mm-hmm. in him, and you just wanted to be like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was always, he just had that, that presence and, and kindness and, light, uh, you know, kind of playfulness, too, with his praise Jesus, which we'll talk a little bit yes. more about the second segment and the significance of that. But I remember just that, that sense that, that 
he loved he loved God, he loved the Lord, he loved our our Lady, and loved and loved the people. Um, I, do you remember the story of when he he told me the story once when he first came to the parish, and he came from what Saint William of York Parish down in the city. I think uh, so. Right, right before it, and he told me the story of how it was like his first couple weeks. He was asking for Saint Teresa's prayers. He was like, Saint Teresa, you have to help me. This is such a big parish, like you know, it can feel overwhelming. And he asked for St. Therese's prayer. And the next day, like a rose showed up on his desk. Like he didn't tell anybody he was praying, asking for St. Therese's thing. And this rose came. And he was like, where did this rose come from? And like, no one knew. And he asked like for two days, like no one knew. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like a few days later, one of the sisters there said, oh, I put it there. He's like, well, why'd you put it on my desk? She's like, I just thought you could use it. <laughs> to uh, help you in the transition. And it was like the little uh, connection with St. Therese right in the beginning, which was a beautiful, beautiful a story of humility and just even asking for the saints saints to pray. So, yeah. Yes. That's Father wonderful. Brian, you were talking about uh, Monsignor Art's loving way. And one of the ways that I saw that manifest is that after every Mass, he was outside to greet the people. Mm-hmm. And it could be snowing, it could be raining. It could be a beautiful day. He was outside mm-hmm. Mass to say hello to people, to also catch them if they wanted to share something with him or whatever. He would stay until everyone was gone. And right. and one year I, I happened to go out. It started to snow. There he was with that fur cap, and he was out in the snow uh, <laughs> yeah. saying goodbye to people. And And that was even <laughs> when he was ill. In, right. in remission from cancer, he was out there. And again, that show of love was uh, v- very profound to me. He was always willing to go the extra mile. That's right. Uh, just inspiring. Well, Paul, we're, yes. we are blessed. The topic for today is Monsignor Art still inspires. And obviously it had a both effect in, in each one of our lives. In our, in our second segment, we're going to talk a little bit more of different stories and different aspects and kind of fleshing them out because it still affects us today and many others. So great blessing having Paul with us. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio, and we'll be right back. Archdiocese of Baltimore makes the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org accountability. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with a Catholic review. After more than 125 years offering a traditional women's college education, Notre Dame of Maryland University announced September 13th it will begin accepting male students into all of its undergraduate programs. The NDMU Board of Trustees voted unanimously to become co-ed and enroll men into their undergraduate program starting in the fall of 2023. The decision came nearly a year after the board formed a task force to review enrollment trends of women's colleges, as well as national and statewide undergraduate data. 
Dr. Mary Lou Yim, president of Notre Dame of Maryland University, said in a statement released by the school that in going co-ed, Notre Dame of Maryland University can advance, quote, inclusive and transformational education, end quote, for the entire community and equip students to realize their goal of attaining a college degree. NDMU has enrolled men in both its adult undergraduate and graduate programs for decades. The university noted that enrollment in women's colleges has steadily declined with less than 2% of female freshmen enrolling in all women institutions. In 1960, there were about 230 women's colleges. Fewer than 40 currently operate, according to the Women's College Coalition. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. The recently hired music director at St. Bernardine Parish in West Baltimore needs to update his resume as he has been nominated as a quarter finalist for a 2023 Grammy Music Educator Award. Tony Small, who has 35 years of experience teaching and developing arts programs, says a Grammy nomination was never a goal. He was too busy writing curriculum, directing musicals, taking students to see musicals in New York, designing camps and composing, which included an opera commissioned by the Smithsonian. Small also directs the Pilates Arts Academy in Laurel. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. For Catholic Review Media, I'm Kevin Parks. Every child enters the world with limitless potential. Potential of mind. Potential of body. Potential of spirit. If there was only a place where that potential could be nurtured and challenged every day, where the limits of greatness, once unseen, could now be within reach. Catholic schools rise above. Remember the spirit of your parish community, the power of worshiping together, the warmth of friends new and old who share your faith. Join us for Mass this weekend. Visit archbelt.org to find a Catholic parish near you. Feel the joy. This is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Review Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Review Radio. My name is Father Brian Nolden, priest of the Archdiocese of Baltimore. We are blessed. The topic for today is Monsignor Art Still Inspires. This is his eighth anniversary. In the first segment, we began some stories, and have to say we're a little biased because myself and Paul both worked with Monsignor Art at his time at St. John's. And so a number of people have had many experiences when he was at the Basilica and St. William of York and other parishes and just through friendship and, and faith and connection in the archdiocese. So this is a, maybe everyone else can show numerous stories and that is a, a wonderful thing. But welcome back, uh, Paul Gallagher. Thanks, Father Brian. When when I was thinking about adjectives for Monsignor Art, one to me was compassionate. And I, I'll tell you a, a quick little story that probably hardly anyone knows because we never talked about these things when we were experiencing them. But uh, a mother called me up one day and explained that her child with special needs had been being prepared for the sacraments at at a neighboring parish. And there was some difficulty with being able to meet that child's needs and the family's needs. So they called me up and said, we'd be able to help him at St. John's. So, We ended up meeting at a McDonald's, myself, uh, and a young intern that we had at St. John's at the time, who, Mm -hmm. by God's grace, in college was studying special needs and and, uh, developmental Mm -hmm. issues, etc. So we met at this McDonald's, and I immediately thought, 
boy, this we we're going to be able to do this, and everyone hit it off, and it, mm-hmm. it was just this kind of a neat little experience. So then the next day, I went uh, in the morning. I went to Monsignor Art's office, and I explained the situation to him. And he kind of looked at me and he said, Paul, isn't it amazing that today's gospel reading is let the children come to me and do not hinder them? Mm-hmm. He, and he said, let's do it. Let's let's figure out a way how to help this young kid. And ultimately, mm-hmm. what ended up happening, Father Brian, you may remember this, but we had five classes at St. John's with children from special needs. They were coming from as far away as Pennsylvania. Because of that that conversation when when Monsignor Art said that it it really we were and in his compassion to serve the needs of people with special needs mm-hmm. and I just to me it's a it was such a a beautiful example of being Christ-like at that mm-hmm. moment for that family and then as we know that could have been said by hundreds of other people, like you were saying earlier, from many different parishes where Monsignor Art served over the years. This was just who he was. Mm-hmm. And it's another example of him just paying attention to the scriptures of the day. I mean, it would yes. be easy to have Mass and go on with the day, but like, no. Hey, this was the scriptures of the day in that sense of yes. where the, the, the scriptures and the Word of God was alive for him in these very small and and but ultimately monumental ways to, to really open it up for, for the children. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I think, that, I think what's coming to me right now, too, I hadn't thought about this, but as you're talking, he was a great discerner. That's right. And, and yeah. always, always yeah. paying attention to what the Lord is doing, not in the future or in the past, but right at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right, because you would bring things, or he would say, he would bring you to say, Paul, what should we do about this? Or you would bring things, and he was a, a prayer and a discerner, and that gift of just everyone has to do that in our daily life to say, what is the Lord asking in this challenge or difficulty or in this, you know, whatever we're faced with? That, that yeah, what a great and, gift and Father, and inspiration. Probably with your experience, too, we were always talking. There was, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just... Throughout the day, we were in conversation, and it wasn't just with me. It was many other people as well. I think that mm-hmm. also was part of his discernment, and and then bringing it to the Lord in the Eucharist, like we were talking That's about right. earlier. I think any mm-hmm. any weighty thing that he had, he always brought it before the Lord. Mm-hmm. I remember his homilies were, like, simple. They were very, like, simple and humble. You could tell he prayed it, and... I just, like, when he gave them, he just gave them very deliberately, but also joyfully. But they were, like, simple homilies, you know, that that it wasn't three flashy, points. it wasn't, it was just, yeah, three points, that's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he just had a, a and, simplicity and, and, about sharing, and you knew it came from his own prayer. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, ab- absolutely. And do you know, I the other thing that was coming to me earlier, I had asked somebody earlier today, and I told him about this radio show, and mm-hmm. this person has been received into the church by Monsignor Art at an Easter vigil probably 10 or 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And I know that he always really looked up to Monsignor Art and enjoyed in talking with him. And so here's what this person said. I'm going to just read a little quote to you Great. in a text mm-hmm. that he sent me. When Monsignor Art had a conversation with you, he made you feel like he tr- 
truly, genuinely cared for and loved you like a best friend or a brother. He never rushed you out of the room or out of an important conversation. He never treated you as if your situation or conversation wasn't top priority to him at that given moment. He made you feel special and top priority every time. Very, very few people that you will meet throughout life that have that way about them. Most rush to get you out of the room and move on to the next thing, but not Monsignor Art. You were Mm -hmm. always the most important person in the room to him. Wow. And and the thing about it is that, and Father, you can attest to this, as soon as I read that, I go, and that could have been said by a thousand other people. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's a sign of holiness is presence, presence with God, presence to yourself, presence to others, availability to others. Yeah, and it's something yes. you don't forget. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and his speaking of obviously his most famous saying was praise Jesus. You know, praise Jesus, what a beautiful day. Praise Jesus, the Orioles won. Praise Jesus, the Orioles lost. <laughs> you know, praise yeah. Jesus, I gotta get to bed. Praise Jesus, he he would have that sense of the fact that you could be most known for something that turns you to praise Jesus, that was both joyful and he even said it in difficult times where um, you could just tell, I mean, that was, he, he was constantly praying. And frankly, because we would, we would repeat on the imitate it. It was like, he was, he was helping us to pray all the time through all the things. Yeah. What was your experience of that? Or what do you remember about that? Well, what's coming to me right now is you remember one of his favorite songs was, Oh God, beyond all praising. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I think that that desire to praise God in the good times and in the bad times existed probably from his childhood. It, it's just mm-hmm. that was his nature. It was who he was. Like we were saying earlier, in an authentic way, that's, he, he lived his life in praise of God in the mm-hmm. good times and in the bad times. That's right. The other thing that he often said to people is, especially when they were going through a difficult time, is that prayer changes things. He was always a great encourager for people to pray and letting them know that God hears those prayers. Mm-hmm. And as I'm talking, I, I, a memory is coming into my mind. There was a young person in our parish who was having some great difficulties and ended up in the hospital. And Monsignor Art uh, and I went to visit this person. And when we were when we walked into the room, it was a, a tough situation. And the young person was very emotional. He goes, he goes, Monsignor, I don't even think that I can pray right now, or I can't pray anymore. And Monsignor Art, without missing a beat, said, that's okay. Mr. Paul and I have enough prayer in both of us for the three of us. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's just, you know, I had forgotten about that. But, but you know, again, that's the joy with such a holy, wonderful person is mm-hmm. maybe many people that are listening to us on the radio today, they have their own Monsignor Art stories. And I know that there are countless stories about him showing up unexpectedly or just in his nature of uh, trying to be Christ-like 
in in his priesthood, but also in his humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my last memory of seeing him was uh, in the Adoration Chapel at the Basilica. At least my second last memory. I went to go pray there, and there he was in the back, and you could tell that he was he was uh, jaundiced and just probably exhausted from the chemo and everything. But he was just sitting in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel. Just like, you know, almost like Jesus on the cross in the back. And I'll never forget, it's like the back chair. If you face the back of the Adoration Chapel at the, at the basement of the Basilica in the left-hand side. And I remember thinking he literally, he always desired that perpetual adoration at the Basilica. And God bless Father James Bork and the many others who committed to make it a reality, of a, a dream that he always had. That even in the city, for the renewal of the city, the prayer would literally help to change things. So. Yes. Um, Paul, any last memories you'd like to share? Well, it, it this, is this be, this my last a, memory uh, of Monsignor Art. I had uh, talked to a secretary about wanting to visit him, and, and she said, well, it's, you know, every day is a different situation, so let me get back to you. And she called me one morning and said, today's a really good day. Why don't you come down? And and I went down, and, and he was feeling good that day. And we sat there for an hour telling stories and laughing. And because of the, the the goodness of God's people and being able to serve together. And, you know, even in the tough times, we he always, as you said, had that praise Jesus approach to things. <laughs> and I, I, I will always appreciate that, that our last time together was laughing, laughing about yeah. our time together. And it brings me peace even right now. Amen. Amen to that. Well, praise God today and praise Jesus today that on this eighth anniversary, close to the time of Monsignor Art's passing, may we pray for him and ask him for intercede and to pray for us. Pray for us. So, Paul, uh, thank you for joining us today and sharing the stories. And may we, may he continue to inspire not just us, everybody today, even those who maybe are hearing about him for the first time. And for those who know him, keep sharing those stories that others might be inspired. So thank you for coming, Paul. Thanks, Father. Thanks for inviting me. I'm Father Brian Nolan for Catholic Review Radio. My God bless you. The Catholic Review is the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the Catholic Church full-time. Pick up the monthly magazine at your parish or have it delivered to your home. Subscribe to our e-newsletter for twice-weekly updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Read it today in print or online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. Tune in to Catholic Review Radio next week. Available on WMET 1160 AM and 103.1 FM. Also, WSJF 92.7 FM in the Sykesville area and WVTO 92.7 FM in Baltimore City. Check us out on SoundCloud or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Review Radio. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May Almighty God bless us and keep us always in his love.